and does that just take you back? <laughs> like suddenly I was, I was, I was 10 again. Um, or so I guess not everyone can relate to that one. Um, but, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so what is it about us that, that so often we're not okay with being us? Was it, what, what is it about each one of us that at some point we, we begin to look at other people or other, um, like other stories that people are living and suddenly ours is no longer good enough or ours isn't um, captivating enough or, 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 or enough? I believe that for so many of us, it's not this comparison issue or it's not this jealousy issue, but it's a perspectives issue. For Buzz, he, he, he was not okay with just being a toy because he was comparing himself to other space rangers. He didn't know any other space rangers, right? But for him, when he finally realized that he wasn't who he thought his story should be, or he wasn't who he thought his character or his role was, when he, when he realized he wasn't that, but he was something else, he began to think, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not brave enough or smart enough or enough. And I think for so many, that's, that's where we find ourselves. We, 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 we live in this, in this tension of not being okay with who we are, or who we've been designed to be. It's almost like um, you have this wild and free and ferocious mountain lion wakes up to realize that it's actually just this domesticated house cat. It's devastating, right? In, uh, in, in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking to the church in Corinth about not necessarily cats and mountain lions, but he's talking about something that's like this, about how um, we, we've been made for more, and we've been made to be a part of something that's much bigger, and we have to just understand and comprehend it. And so he says uh, in, in chapter 12, he says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell? Good question, Paul. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants them, exactly where he wants them. And for us, specifically within the kingdom of God and specifically within the context of the church, you've been placed here and now. In this community, in this time, for a God-ordained purpose. You've been here for a reason, for, for a moment. And so while we are off being discouraged about not being something that we were never intended to be, we have to recognize that God has far bigger plans for our lives. He says in verse 27 this, he says... Um, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. For Buzz, he looks down at his foot, and this is like the moment that everything shifted. He sees that he has a far bigger story than just being some make pretend, make, make pretend, is that right? Make pretend doll. He has something far bigger. He's Andy's. And for us, on our hearts, the name Jesus is written. We have something far bigger and far more important. 
God has given us this specific role to play with a specific journey to walk on for a very specific story to go and tell. So for so many of us, it's not, it's not too late for us to recognize that we are a part of something far bigger that's going on. Even though sometimes our, our seasons change and our stories change and, and, and life just seems to be shifting and spinning out of control, we still have a very important story to tell and a very, very important purpose. Watch this next clip. I did okay till Woody raised his little hand. So they gave that clip to the mama who just moved her baby off to college two weeks ago. Um, and so it's been a long year of going through photos and kind of walking down memory lane. And it made me think that as a parent, as a mom, there were two things I often heard, usually from parents whose kids were older. One of them was, it goes so fast. And I have to say that when days were harder than others, sometimes my thought was not fast enough. <laughs> but then my toddlers went off to preschool and all of a sudden, my preschoolers were graduating from fifth grade, and I realized maybe it really does go so fast. And then as we moved Ethan into his dorm room, I had this thought of where, where did those last so many years go to? It really does go so fast. And then the other thing I often heard was, it's just a phase. And usually you're told that, you know, in the store where your kid is screaming and crying. Someone's like, it's just a phase. But as a mama, I had good phases too. I remember Megan, when she was really little, was fascinated with words. And she would just sit there in the car, in the house, and play with how words sounded. Ethan, in preschool, had the cutest little voice, cute little speech patterns. I wanted to freeze those moments. But then there were the phases where I got no sleep because I had a newborn who thought he didn't need to sleep. And I got no sleep because I was waiting for teenagers to come home before I really felt like I could go to sleep. In those moments, those phases feel like they're never going to end. And whether you are potty training or training to drive, those phases can feel daunting to walk through. Psalm 90.12 says this. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain wisdom or gain a heart of wisdom. As we grow older, hopefully, we better come to understand how short life is and that life is really kind of just a spark. And as we begin numbering our days, hopefully that brings intention and, as Ryan said, purpose to our days and a reminder that God is bigger than each of us. And as we pray for wisdom, what we hope is that how we use our days, our hours, or our time is wisely. I have a number for you, 936. That is the number of weeks you have from the time that your child is born until they graduate 12th grade. And if you're that mama like me with a newborn who does not sleep, 936 weeks seems like a long time. But if you're the mama who just took your baby off to college, 936 weeks goes by like that. And we in Mountain Kids and Student Life, we are here to walk through each and every phase with you 
And I wanted to just share briefly today these cards that are actually called It's a Phase. And we have everything from a new baby all the way to 12th grade. They are free. They are in each of our areas. We encourage you to come pick some up today. And what I love about them is they go through, where is your child probably right now at the age? Physically, socially, mentally, and emotionally. And then I love that they say, at this age, whatever that is, this is how you engage your child, your child spiritually. And this is the role you're playing. So for a new baby, it says your role as a parent, just embrace their physical needs. As a fourth grader, it says your role as their parent right now is to engage their interests. And as a 12th grader, it says your role is to mobilize their potential. Because we know that phases come and go, but we don't want to miss them. But also, this is a reminder today that they do end Yay for some of us and tears for others. And just like phases end, Toy Story has ended. Many of you know that they just put out the very last Toy Story movie this summer. And for those of you who have not seen it, we want to give you a little peek. What a series. Now, uh, first I need to apologize to Lori in front of all of you for giving her that scene <laughs> after she drove her son to college a couple of weeks ago. And I gave myself that one after I drove my son to college a couple of weeks ago, which is much easier than the other one. Uh, I, I love how this story has played out. Uh, from the very beginning, and as Cameron said, uh, lost things matter. And I don't know if we communicate this enough, but lost people matter to God. There's a series of stories in Luke chapter 15 that talk about lost things, and it's a picture of how much God loves us even when we get off track and we find ourselves as being lost. And then, um, as Ryan said, not only does God come after us and pursue us, but he brings us back and he gives us a role to play. And every role matters. Your role matters at home, at work, in your neighborhood, with your friends, and in this church. And I couldn't help but think of today, sometimes we look at like Joe up here on stage, for example. He's a great singer. He can play the guitar. And he can even dance a little. I mean a little, not a lot. He can dance a little. And we begin to think, oh, I wish I could do that. Have you ever thought, I wish I could play guitar like that? Anyone? Or like Sean over here? Like, I wish I could do that. And then hearing Lori talk about a volunteer in our church who behind the scenes is working with an autistic kid to make sure they have a spot. And I thought, that is such an important role in the life of the church, sometimes more important than what's up front for everyone else to see. You have a role to play, and that role is vital in God's kingdom. And then Lori shared this, this concept that every phase is important. Like, don't miss it whatever phase you're in. And it's so easy to look back and think, oh, I wish I could go back to that phase back there. But the truth is God wants to use the phase you're in today, right here, right now, for his good and for someone else's good. I was thinking like Woody through the entire story, for example, he's always going after lost toys for Andy and then for Bonnie. And uh, God wants to use all of us to go after lost people, people who matter 
to him. And the last thing I want to leave you with, and uh, we'll be done, is this. And some of you need to be reminded of this today, that you are God's masterpiece. Like so often in this world, we're told that we're not enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not smart enough. We're not fast enough. We're not good enough. We're not enough. And Paul reminds us in Ephesians, no, no, we are God's masterpiece. Like you are God's masterpiece. And he has created us new in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God has a plan for you. He's planned it long ago. And he's created you to be a masterpiece. And I encourage you, like to, if you don't know this passage, write it down. And every day when you look in the mirror to remind yourself, I am God's masterpiece. Created in Jesus to do the good things he planned for me to do. Never forget that you're a masterpiece, that each phase is important, that you have a spot, a place, and maybe it's to go after some lost people that matter to God. Now, isn't that a great movie? Isn't that a great message for all of us to be reminded of? Man, I love how we can pull out the truth that God places in front of us, and I hope we never miss that as we watch TV or football games or as we go to shows or listen to music. Truth is found. God places his truth all around us if only we would notice. Would you stand with me? Father God, you are a good God and we matter to you. And uh, you, you pursue us in all things. Even when we get off the path, when we feel lost ourselves, you are coming after us. And you did that through Christ Jesus. And God, sometimes we look at other people and we think, oh, I, I, I wish I were more like that. But the truth is you've created us to be us. And I pray that we would become content in that, that we would live the best story we can live. And God, I, I pray that we would be reminded again and again and again through every phase of our life that we are your masterpiece, chosen by you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.